Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. After three weeks off, we're back with five posts from sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. Three of the posts were to introduce new consensus or position statements. These statements address cell therapy, cupping therapy, and dehydration. In the next post, we described the study where the authors found that officials from state athletic associations and sports medicine advisory committees believe that states are willing to implement sports policy changes, but need proper funding and education to do so. And in the final post, we summarized the study where the authors found that while patients may exceed minimally important change in patient-reported outcomes after an ACL injury, many of those patients feel their treatment was unsuccessful. If we take a closer look at that last post, we find that the authors applied three different criteria to determine responders and non-responders in the Canoon trial, which was a high-quality, randomized trial that compared exercise therapy in early ACL reconstruction surgery to exercise therapy and delayed reconstruction if needed. The trial included 121 active adults. For the first treatment response criteria, the authors calculated the minimal important change over two years for four of the five subscales of the COOS, and as a secondary outcome for all five subscales. The missing one in the original scoring system was activities of daily living. They also calculated a minimal important change as a change that patients would consider important to reach in their situation dependent on baseline values or severity of disease, on the type of intervention, and on the duration of the follow-up period. The authors also concluded two post-intervention responder criteria using the Patient Acceptable Symptom State, or PASS, and Treatment Failure Questions. The criteria asked a patient yes or no question to determine their satisfaction with their current knee function and if they felt their treatment failed them. Both treatment groups had similar rates of responders and non-responders, according to all three criteria, so it wouldn't have changed the outcome of how the groups compare to each other. But, 9 out of 10 participants exceeded minimally important change scores on the CUS subscales, which indicates successful improvements in function or symptoms following either treatment. However, only 5 out of 10 participants were satisfied with their current state after treatments, according to the past question. And 1 out of 10 participants actually felt that the treatment had failed them. At first glance, the results of the Canoon trial show either treatment option is actually highly successful at returning patients to a more functional state after an anterior cruciate ligament injury. However, when patients were able to give input on their satisfaction with their recovery, these favorable outcomes shifted. Reaching a minimal change score on the COOS failed to equate to patients experiencing a suitable outcome. So, for example, if we think about this, a person at the time of surgery may report a 70% functional impairment 
and at two years later report a 30% impairment. If a clinician only looked at change, they would see a huge improvement, but miss that the patient is still reporting significant functional impairments. Patients are more concerned with their current health status than their progress. Taking a patient-centered approach during the rehabilitation process can enhance patient outcomes. Clinicians should talk with their patients recovering from an anterior cruciate ligament injury to gain insight into a patient's perception and satisfaction with their current health status. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a journal article where the authors concluded that a corticosteroid injection is more effective than foot orthoses at week 4 for plantar heel pain, but this effect does not last, and appropriately contoured foot orthoses are more effective than corticosteroid injection at week 12. Interestingly, they also noted that people may fail to notice a clinically worthwhile difference between the two interventions. Don't forget that if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice to use, then please check out our seven online evidence-based practice courses available through Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the article on our podcast website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.